Navarra invites you to get this with Tony Martin and Ed Cavalli. With Richard Marsland on the buttons. How did that line get there? Well, today, people, we've got uh, rock stars at go-go. I mean, Labor has rock star Peter Garrett. Mm. Now the Liberals have rock star Peter Costello, and we've got the graphic footage. We solve the problem of spam forever. Who in this room has been bigging up the show on the nation's highest-rating community TV show? We've got the graphic footage. Richard's life laid bare for all to gawk at. Courtney Love's face. We've got the graphic footage. <laughs> Languages that aren't pulling their weight have to go. <laughs> I see. Hey, who's pretending to be someone else badly? How did the polywaffle go unnoticed for so long? Who is Australia's most airbrushed celebrity? Why can't I get a sentence together? Tony knows he no- Oh, my God. I'll start again. <laughs> He's going to go out of the room and start again. Here we go. Tony knows he must do what's right. Sure as Kilimanjaro rises of... Oh, I can't do it. He's drunk. Ed Cavalier is drunk on here. We will find out why. Hey, looking for an easy, convenient way to neglect your children? Robin Butler has the answer in our second hour. And it's all coming up on Get This, along with the incoherent drunk Ed Cavalier's new quiz, <laughs> Edible or Not. We've played this little game before. Yeah. And uh, we can play it again, but it sort of hasn't worked. <laughs> A few coffees. Have some coffees. Oh, man. That's the police spirits in the material world. Good afternoon, everybody. Nearly said good morning. Maybe I'm drunk as well. It sounds okay. like Ed Cavalier's having a bit of trouble putting words together. Don't worry. I'll sober you up by showing <laughs> you this picture of Courtney Love. Oh, God. Oh, wow. Here you go. Doesn't get any better. Welcome to the show. It's Get This Around the Nation. We've got, uh, well, Tony Martin, yes, Ed Cavalier's here. With Richard Marsland on the buttons. Really? I think he's getting a bit full of himself. Well said, Prime Minister. Bit nasty. Nail on the head. Yeah. Well done. Uh, In case you're wondering, uh, new listeners in the new time slot, Richard Marsden pushes the buttons on the show. Has that been established, do you think, in the three weeks? I think think, so. I think we've gotten that away a couple of times. We're across that. I'm on the buttons, everyone. Yeah. (laughs) Isn't there any show you don't work on? I mean, we know you're uh, on the Rove on Sunday nights. Mm -hmm. We know you're on Newstopia on SBS on Wednesday nights, starting tomorrow night, I think. Tomorrow night, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Not necessarily on it. Yeah. But uh, I've been um, submitting some stuff yeah, for it. it's only a matter of time. F3, F4, you'll be up the back and by F8, where will McAuliffe be? <laughs> Out in the back getting you coffee. Now, you ride a lot of rat face on Kerry Ann's gear as well, don't you? Yeah, yeah. All the information. Orange off cider. Yep. I for those know. who aren't sure who rat face on Kerry Ann is, I'm not sure myself, but I'm going to tune in one day. He's the guy sitting next to Kerry Ann throwing to the vacuum cleaner ants. Oh I started with Moira. Did on you? GMA, mm. went to the Rifkin Report mm. late yeah. nights. <laughs> when that dried up, mm. straight to Channel 9. Is that yeah. right? Morning, yeah. yeah. Mm. Come on, you're on community television in the mornings. Oh. You are. Yeah. No, I've, I do. Se- I've seen your breakfast show. Well, once a week on the uh, breakfast show, Channel 31. Fantastic yeah. show. Mm. Great fun. Goes out in most states, I hear. It's live. Okay. Yep. Who's the woman you do it with? Uh, Emma Race. Okay. Very talented young lady. I've actually taped it this morning. <laughs> Is that so? Yeah, we've got some clips so that we can finally prove yeah. to the oh, nation no. that you are on Breakfast TV. And I understand, you know, we get some big names in here. Biggest. Man, Guzzy Sampson. Guzzy yep. Wuzzy Sampson. Um, Guzzy's dog comes in. Greg Fleet shows up from time to time. When he's not meant to. Harry Shearer is on the show tomorrow. Oh, that's massive. Well, he's sitting nervous. here for the that's, whole second yeah. hour. The working dog people have broken that one for us. Thank you all. We don't have the pull. No, not us. But, Richard, how do you get those big names on your breakfast community TV show? I don't know. It draws a lot of water in this town. Here's a clip. Who's the woman doing it with you? Sorry? Emma Race. Emma Race and Richard Marsland. 
listen to the big name they had in this morning. It's time for the surprise interview. This I'm is going. Great. Are you ready? Yeah. I'm actually going to cover up your eyes. All right, cool. Okay, so Fantastic. this is the thing. We're going to we're bringing in a guest. You don't know nice. who it is. I don't know who it is. And you are going to have to run the interview. I haven't researched this. Be professional. This. Okay. We're bringing in a guest now. Great. The person is sitting down. I don't know if you can smell the person. I'm getting, I, I, I'm getting okay. a smell, and it is the most immediate sense. And I almost touched you there on the boob. I didn't mean to. Sorry, Emma. <laughs> that wasn't my right. boob. That's okay. I can't see. Okay, Hello. are you ready? Yep. Richard Marsland. Do you recognise this voice? Hi, Richard. <laughs> and you know what? I, 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 I'm, I, I need to hear a little bit more from that voice if I can. Uh, I've currently... I'm Richard, and I've currently grown my hair to the point where it's a mop, so you can't see my ears. <laughs> I think I might know who it is, Emma. It uh, is, of course, Ed, your, long, your long-time co-host. Yeah. Ed Cavalli from Ed. Uh, TV's yeah, Thank God yeah, You're yeah, Here yeah, and yeah. Get This on Triple M. Get This on Triple M. Oh, wow. There yeah, I was. Cross promotes in. Station got mentioned. Surely promotions will be happy with us now. Yeah. Well, we I mean, finally got onto a TV show. Community <laughs> TV. I think we were sandwiched <laughs> right between Vasily's Garden and the four-wheel drive hour yeah, as well, which yeah. draws huge numbers. Um, move It or Lose It is on after us. Is it? What's that? Um, that is uh, physical fitness for the elderly in our community. Dear. Um, so it's all filmed at a nursing home. What are they going to lose? Well, it's a, there's a lot of exercises, <laughs> Pilates and what have you. What are they trying to hold on to there, exactly? <laughs> you got to keep it moving. Their swagger. Yeah, well, what about your fitness regime? You've never mentioned it on this program in two years. That's true. Look what Marzen got out of him this morning. And him a race, pardon me. Now, clearly you work out. <laughs> I do glutes, perineum and track. You do really? Because I do kegels and we're both so weird we should get together. How is your transverse abdominus strong? Everything you can is really great. hold it back. Um. What are you guys talking about? Yeah. Perineum and <laughs> trats and something else. Well, mine was a joke because glutes is ass muscle, obviously. Perineum oh. is, well, well the Mars bar in uh, children's parlance. Yeah. And, and uh, I was in kegels country. Yeah, now what's a kegel, Rich? Oh, that is, um, I probably a... couldn't go through it. It's more of a late night sex show sort of talk. Oh. I thought it was a loaf of bread <laughs> from Holland. Maybe not. Okay. And then I noticed that, uh, Ed, you'd done a bit of preparation. The most I've ever done, Tone. Wow. I phoned it in like three days earlier. I knew I was going on. There was only one thing I wanted out of this interview, and I got it. Check this out. Now, I've got some questions which oh. I want Richard to ask me, oh. and they're at the bottom of this bowl of custard, which is nice. Oh, that is oh, sensational. So Thanks yeah, for that. that. Unfortunately, you need to use two hands with this particular brand of custard. It really is. is. There it really is custard. Are there any, uh, questions? Get oh, in. Okay, I'm there moving go. right away There's here. something in there. Ed Cavalier. And what does it say, Richard? <laughs> oh, okay. It says uh, <laughs> sucked in custard hands. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks very much, mate. Cheers. Wow. Oh, I couldn't be happy with how that went. How much planning did that require? Well, because when I got there, they had some custard, but not enough. They only had one tub. I was like, he's not even going to get past the knuckles with that. Get another bowl. I want him up to his wrists. Oh, and a little, right. card, little card that was laminated so it didn't get wet said sucked in custard hands. <laughs> we are, brilliant. all media. Good media stuff. sluts. Get this. Thanks for those memories. Mm. Fallout boy. It's been a long time. Uh, oh, here, I get this. Sorry, Tone. I can't decide whether to have that or that gummy bear as my ringtone. <laughs> So good. How does a gummy bear go? I'm a gummy bear in a gummy world. Oh. Bouncing gummy stuff. Eat a gummy bear. Oh, is that my phone? <laughs> my phone. Pretty just... sure that's how it's something like that. It's good, whatever it is. I mean, Crazy Frog really laid the platform for the gummy bear. Or Schnappy the Crocodile. What's Schnappy the Crocodile? Schnappy, Schnappy, Schnappy. Uh, I don't know. What is that? Crocodile. Yeah. Crocodile music. What you're listening to on Triple M, by the way, is our political segment here. Sorry. Get this around. It was meant to be politics and break too. Sorry. <laughs> Don't worry about that. It's not the 7.30 report. Thank God, because 
This is turning into the nastiest election campaign oh, ever. Before it's even started. It hasn't even started. The gun hasn't even gone off. Mm. And uh, I think it's fairly obvious who the uh, Murdoch newspapers are behind. Who are they? Brown? <laughs> Brian? They love, they love Bob Brown. Brian Bob, Brown, were you going to say? Brian no? Brown is he in? Rachel no. Ward? No. An alarm has gone off. Clearly, Rupert has given everyone a rocket. We've got to bring this Kevin Rudd down by any means necessary. So what are we going for? Well, yesterday you had in uh, all the Murdoch tabloids, uh, is Kevin Rudd too rich to be the Prime Minister? Yep. Pictures of a house he's thinking of buying. Oh, he's thinking of buying. He's thinking of buying a beach house. Mm. We don't want him in charge. Mm. And then, in the Herald Sun in Melbourne, to contrast it with the everyday knockabout... That good bloke. ...friend of the working man Prime Minister, there's a picture of uh, John Howard coming out of a milk bar. <laughs> That's true. In shorts. That's the bloke. Yeah, he's got a curly whirly and a poly waffle. He's a good bloke. Too rich to be uh, the Prime Minister. Sorry, how much is that uh, Malcolm Turnbull worth? Isn't oh. he worth like about $70 billion? Only $70 billion. <laughs> Just a few billion. He's just getting by. We, we should be happy that these guys who are successful in the that's private sector want to commit to public service. Uh, that's a good thing, isn't, isn't it? it? Like, isn't that thing that they're always going on about Ruddy is that he doesn't know how to manage the economy? He yeah. can manage his own economy pretty sweet. Oh, yeah, let's show the bank balances. Maybe that's the answer. <laughs> yeah, Who's done the best? The bloke coming out of the milk bar <laughs> in the tatted shorts... Well, the bloke is thinking of buying the $5 million beach house. Thinking hmm. about. Who knows more about cash? You know, it's a good idea for an ad for that house. Thinking about $5 million houses. <laughs> it's a love nest is what it is. Oh, is it a love nest? It's okay, love so nest. that hasn't worked. Right. People haven't bought that. So Rupert's called up again. Go in harder. So then today, uh, Labor have announced that they're opposing uh, the idea of capital punishment. Mm. Let's not have people just killed. Let's maybe... Eliminate capital punishment just as an idea. I don't know. I thought we did around here. I'm not sure it's still going on. (laughs) (laughs) Rolled Ryan's still in the queue, apparently. (laughs) I'm sorry to anyone who uh, knows otherwise. Anyway, they've they've floated that idea, possibly by mistake, because it seems there's all kinds of people down at Kevin Rudd's office who are just firing off press releases who shouldn't be. (laughs) But the Australian, Rupert Murdoch's Australian, have translated that into the headline Save the Barley Bombers, say Labor. That's the message. And But the thing about Rudd is he knows all the tricks now yeah. so that whatever Howard does, he does twice. So today I heard a clip of him. We haven't got it here, sadly, um, of him using all the language that appeals to your Murdoch reader. Okay. So he was going, anyone who's a terrorist can rot in prison. Oh, there we go. And be removed in a pine box. Ooh. So whenever Howard goes there, he'll go there. Okay, so Howard's now got to go, all right, well, terrorists can uh, sleep in a ditch <laughs> and I'm going to throw coffee at them <laughs> forever. That's a good idea. And they'll have to get carried out of there in a slinky that I stuff them into, <laughs> which isn't going to be easy. Did, these people rotting in prison, what happens? They die and then they're left unattended? I yeah, mean, just as a lesson to others. <laughs> Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> you guys rotting yet? Do you I'm know not, I'm not detecting rotting. <laughs> I don't smell rotting. I don't smell rotting. So, as always, uh, the way the uh, government can have a go back at the ALP is to pick on Peter Garrett. Oh, that <laughs> Garrett. Yes. He's become the whipping boy. Mm. And because inside the confines of your Parliament House, no one is hipper than Peter Costello. Mm. He's the man. On the floor. I didn't know that. Have you heard him doing uh, Midnight All Numbers in Parliament? No. Check this out. Mr. Speaker, it's a song called Beds Are Burning. And have a listen to this. Have a listen to this. The time has come to say fair spare. To pay the rent. Remember for Melbourne. To pay our share. Have a listen to the lyrics. 
The time has come. Remember Brisbane is worn. A facts of fact. <laughs> it belongs to them. What, the treasure is your mistake. Let the ALP give it back. Yes, it's going to be the ugliest election campaign ever. Just God help Rihanna if she runs for election. <laughs> Costello up there going, Umbrella, Mr. Speaker. Ella, Ella, Mr. Speaker. <laughs> Mr. Speaker, Ella. Order. A, Ella, Ella, A, A. Order. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so B-52's Rome. Here, get this around the nation on Triple M. If you've uh, been out of the country for three weeks, yes, get this has moved. Don't worry, you haven't slept in. There's still people calling in every day saying, what the hell? (laughs) Did my clock not go off? Stone as many of them. That's what I'm (laughs) suggesting. Great headline in the paper today, Stoner to meet fans. Don't you love it when someone has the surname Stoner? (laughs) Wonderful. And it's in the paper. It's actually world champion motorcycle racer Casey Stoner. Oh, yeah. Of course. But there's that effect you find, you know, with Rove, remember? Whenever you see that you work on Rove. Oh, like Carl Rove, when Carl Rove, whatever. Yeah. Like with that whole CIA leak, that Valerie Plume But affair. did you ever have that thing where you just open the paper and the headline would be Rove indicted on perjury charge? <laughs> you go, goodness me. Was that something in the monologue? <laughs> Rove, architect of Gulf War strategy. I remember seeing that one. No, I go, gee. I didn't think he was that involved. <laughs> Rove says, I'm behind Bush, I remember one day. <laughs> going, how is that news? <laughs> Good on him. Make your position clear. I like that. <laughs> the other one like that is uh, when you see the word rush. At, oh, the, yeah, at yeah. the beginning of a headline, I always think it's about Jeffrey Rush. What's he done there? You'll see, like, Rush to buy Veronica's tickets. Brilliant. Okay. <laughs> He's obviously keen. <laughs> Rush to go nuclear. <laughs> Rush to escape rising floodwaters. <laughs> Quickly, Jeffrey, clamour. I see, I see. Stop flailing, man, and run. Here's one I've been keeping. Look, Rush to execute Washington snipers. I'm going, wow, is that a tie-in with something? <laughs> Anything for some publicity. Something Rush the- is a lightning rod for trouble. If you're anywhere near Jeffrey Rush, run. Watch out. Uh, <laughs> Floods. Oh, look, stoners. More stoners news. Oh, now, the stoners. here's something that goes on in England, the home of uh, cheese rolling. That's my oh, probably my favourite sport in the world. I know that, Tony. I know. <laughs> uh, what about the mascots race? Have you seen that? No. Where they get all the mascots from, you know, everything, football teams, for products, they all get together in their full costumes and oh, they see. stage uh, like a triathlon. Oh, that's a good idea. And they had clips from it on the news last night, Channel 10 News. Listen closely to the voiceover. The annual mascot Grand National at Huntingdon Racecourse in England. Oh, here we go. Oh, dear, it is. All getting rather nasty now, isn't it? We've here we go. We've got Wacky Backy Bear here. Here we go. Hasn't got very, very many muscles in his neck, has he? He hasn't, but he's won. He's won. That's Wacky Macky Bear from Saffron Walden Football Club. Ah, oh, okay. it's Wacky Macky Bear. It did sound like... Yeah, We've got go. Wacky Backy Bear there here. <laughs> Wasn't just me. That explains a lot of that mascot behaviour. You ask me. Uh, any other stories from the shallow end we need to get to, Mr. Marsland? Uh, from your home nation. Yeah. Tony, there's a couple of stories, actually, yeah. from New Zealand. Did you hear about the New Zealand police? They fired their guns 12 times what? At, a, at a snarling rottweiler. Was that over the course of a decade? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even have guns, I don't think. So now they've got guns, is that right? Bad uh, guns? Yeah, well, um, they, they shot at this snarling rottweiler that was going off during a domestic dispute. How come? Um, but, <laughs> but they missed every time. They missed 12 shots at a rottweiler. <laughs> And they missed every single time. They tried the capsicum spray. It was assault. 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 We can't hit him. He's ducking and weaving. 
they unloaded, <laughs> they unloaded 12 times into a dog and missed every time. <laughs> Those New Zealand cops are doing so well. Yeah. What is going on with the training over there? I don't know. Um, and as well uh, with the New Zealand schools, here's a new fad that kids are getting up to. They're wearing slippers to school. That's a good idea. Yeah, we, we were allowed to wear slippers. Really, Tone? Yes, yeah, slippers and uh, dressing gown. Quite acceptable. <laughs> the school dressing gown. It was gown. a very benign time, the <laughs> 1970s. <laughs> but when did slippers become hip? Like uh, over there, because it's saying that something uh, that Snoop Dogg gave an interview, and now all the kids mm. in every single New Zealand school, <laughs> and they're using excuses such as they left their shoes in their car. Oh, and they're getting to work in the slizzles, and they, they're going to school <laughs> in the slizzles. How about that? A policeman <laughs> shot them. A policeman shot my shoes. But is there any sort of New Zealand word for uh, for slipper? Tony, or uh, I don't know. I, I usually just had jandals on for most of my. <laughs> What's a jandal? It's a thong or oh, a sandal. flip flop, if you prefer. <laughs> Why jandal? I don't. Well, because it rhymes with sandal. Oh, there we go. <laughs> See, <laughs> now it's all making sense. In the madness, jandals and jerseys for everybody. It's a very magical Tolkien sort of vocabulary yeah, right. in New Zealand. Everything's Tolkien now, what, apparently. What do they call correction fluid in New Zealand? Twink. <laughs> Twink. Twink. <laughs> Twink. Um, and how about a texter or a marker pen? Uh, a felt pin, isn't what, it? What about a vivid? <laughs> vivid, I've Do, never heard that before, but okay. What else? Have you, where have you been? What's that website? What about a shopping trolley? It's a shopping trolley. Or a trundler? Or a, a family trundler. Car. The family heard, car? <laughs> never heard trundler or vivid before. You're just making these up. You've been talking to Thunlis is full, isn't it? That's who you've been talking to. What about if you go over a speed hump? That would be called a... A uh, speed bump. Or a judder bar? Oh, judder bar. It's true, yeah, that's at the farm. <laughs> You know, to stop the cows escaping as they want to do. <laughs> Where are they going to go? <laughs> to the dairy. To the airport. <laughs> Got to load up my chilli bin. All right, cows. Okay. Those aren't passports. Those are bits of grass. Yeah. Back to the farm, you lot. The Noel Crombie hairstyles are not fooling anybody. You are not a bad. You're a herd. Uh, all right. That's the shallow stories out of the way. More to come on Get This. Uh, time of your life. That'll be Green Day here at Get This. It's on Triple M, wherever you're listening to. And, uh, oh, look, so much stuff in the papers we haven't got to. If you've seen this photo, this was yesterday's. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, that was in the uh, newspaper marked Tamil Tigers, Kevin Rudd's favourite football team. <laughs> <laughs> was, that, was that the headline? That's the one. That's a bit of a soft headline for the telly. Uh, but, yeah, it was in, I think, most of your Murdoch tabloids. It's Holly Valance. Oh. Well, yeah, and I can say way. Yeah. And I think we all know the photo. There it is. Valance's manager gamble is paying off. Valance's airbrushing gamble is paying off, would be my <laughs> suggestion. Is there anything real in that shot, do you suppose? I think the shoes were actually there at some point. <laughs> That's wow, her. look at the light on her face. That's her entry for the booty bank. Oh, it's Cigar-esque. <laughs> What is she actually doing though? Is she an actress of some sort? I don't know. Do you remember she was on, on they promoted it on Channel 9 last year. It was like one of those CSIs yeah. and it was Holly Valance and David Caruso or something like that. And then when you watched, I think she just got into a car and was instantly murdered. Yeah, I think she had one line, ouch, and that was it. <laughs> uh, well, it's still a lot more than my uh, alleged screen debut in the 1977 New Zealand classic Sleeping Dogs. How's that going, Tony? Starring Sam Neill. As you know, uh, if you haven't heard this story before, uh, I was there when they were filming the car chase with my my uh, class at school in 1976. Mm, mm, mm. Someone in my class claimed that you could see us somewhere if you just froze the shot just for mm. one second behind Sam Neill, and they were going to send us in a frame grab. We haven't received it yet, but Detective Marsland mm. found out that someone had added it to Wikipedia, to our Wikipedia page. Is that unlocked? 
Yeah, no, somebody's now taken it down. I think it's locked up again. But if you go into the history section and scroll down, how do you find this? Um, well, yeah, you go into the history and you go, anyway, it's one of those things. Yeah. But before it's, it's mainstream gear, people. I know, before the edits, anyway, you go last, like, you know, the last yeah, yeah, known, yeah, 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 known yeah, yeah. version of that page. And there it is. There is a shot of Sam Neill in a car <laughs> yeah. through the back windscreen. You can see a school bus and somewhere in that bus is me. Oh, right. Probably wearing a Fred Flintstone T-shirt. <laughs> and then you go, oh, okay, I can't really, you know, Can't mate. claim that. Yeah, time. I can't confirm it. Nah. So technically I'm in the movie, but yep. you just can't really see me. Yeah, exactly. But it's then, like a guy I know that was in Kangaroo Jack and they cut his character completely out. Wow, they should have cut the whole movie. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> what was he doing that wasn't good enough for Kangaroo Jack, may I ask? I think that they, they felt that his storyline took it in an area they didn't want it to go. Oh, entertainment. Yeah. All right. But, okay, so you go, well, that's disappointing. But then, this is in this Wikipedia deal, the guy has printed out a frame grab from the making of documentary, and there's our class. <laughs> You're kidding. Our whole class standing there. Tone. And I reckon that's me at the front. The Although, kid, wait. The, the, yeah, I know. The, the part that counts against it... <laughs> He's got his shirt undone. That's never happened. He's got denim shorts and a denim shirt on, and the denim shirt is undone. I am is pretty that your, sure is that, that, that is me. Look? And if it isn't me, I am in that crowd of kids. That is our class. Tony, hang on. At what point did you give up the open denim shirts? <laughs> Just before birth, as I remember it. <laughs> well, there you have it, Tony. That's a credit you can keep. Okay. Right, I'm putting that one on the IMDb. Uh, speaking of credits. Yes. Not at all, actually. Here's an email from Brent Hopcraft. <laughs> right. Who says that he's all... Well, you know, we've got an ongoing campaign of people asking people how does Richard live his life. Mm-hmm. Someone suggested in a room full of lotion rubbing it on himself. <laughs> sure. I maintain that it is lotion-based, but it's more like your Buffalo Bill territory, yes. human skin suits and pits yeah, for people yeah. to live in. Quite and a range of human skin suits. Such. Uh, here's someone that says, I've always pictured Richard sitting at home, king of comedy style, with life-size <laughs> cardboard cutouts of Tony, Ed and the cast of Short Bus. Now you're getting warmer. Possibly wearing a cr- cravat and indulging in a snifter of cognac, if you made it a bucket of oozer, you'd be right. Now, the thing is, yes. I finally got some evidence. I've gone to Richard's house and, I've, and I've done a sketch of exactly what I've said. And I've got a photographic memory. It's going up on the website, triplem.com.au. Yeah. P- Richard's house, laid bare for all to gawk at. That's up as of tomorrow. Exclusive internet content here on Triple M, the home of exclusive internet content. Mm. How are those podcasts? Oh, the, what are we up to? Rocking to, along. To what, who, are we allowed to say who it is? Who's doing that Dom business? Uh, we, is it anonymous? Are we meant to be keeping the identity secret oh, of Triple M's new podcast exclusive? DJ Dom. DJ Dom. DJ Dom. Yeah. Um, which is internet. It was on, on the radio certainly today. Yeah, you understand it as well as I do, clearly. Yeah. Ah, it's baffling, but it's confusing and interesting, though, yes. in a good way. Great new comedy show, sure, on the, uh, on the website, I think, triplem.com.au. Only for your podcast listener. Brilliant. Exclusive internet content. Mm. Let's get the listeners on board this show. Maybe they'll know what we're talking about next. I'll get this. Uh, to be Kiss Chasey here again this around the nation on Triple M. It does sound like we're pissed today. I have to say, it's not true. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> I stayed up watching um, mm. America's Hardest Prisons last night. Yeah, well, I lost a lot of blood. Uh, it wasn't in a fight, it was a medical procedure. I thought the Aryan Brotherhood might have got a hold of you. <laughs> She's there, stabby. Yeah. They are stabby. Shivy. <laughs> they are. You are, you are not allowed to do 
anything if those cats don't want you to. <laughs> Sorry, where, where's this happening? On Foxtel, man. Oh, okay. Really bad news. You're I talking sh- out the front of the station. No, okay, could, what's going on? I, they're the new promotion team. No, I couldn't. I, yeah, I shouldn't have watched. Don't watch it. Yeah. It's scary. Real scary. DJ Dom is who I was talking. He's a mystery figure here mm, at Triple M. Shadowy. And I love the idea of uh, podcast exclusive content. We've got to do, Tone. You know, we should, you know what we should do with that? We should What's get that, Tone? Dave Graney. Let's get him in here. Oh, yeah. And have an actual uncensored conversation with the man and put it on just as a podcast. Y- you reckon? Because uh, it was great the other day when he came in, but I do get the feeling it's like he's just using his little finger when he comes yeah, on our show. Yeah, I think so, right. We had him playing Name This June. <laughs> was very funny, though. <laughs> if you want to hear how it turned out, Podcast 135 is up there now. Along oh, yeah, with what else? Interesting proposals, book burning, screen day. Sex Facts and Andy Griffiths. Oh, it's not bad, is it? <laughs> Free fun. Very Thank good. you to everyone who's been calling in with New Zealand phrases. Very few of them I can repeat on here. Ray, I'm not sure that's what condoms are called in New Zealand. <laughs> oh. Fringers was the word I recall. That was popular. How romantic. <laughs> Have you got a fringer, love? <laughs> I'm out of fringers. I think it's time for music as we ascend Talkback Mountain. Come on, everybody, oh. everybody, yeah. everybody. Thank you, Matty D. Oh. Beautiful work. Beautiful work on that uh, Peter Garrett, Peter Costello bizzo earlier as well. Uh, it's time to talk impersonations. Oh, yeah. Imposters. Yep. Pret- Fakes. Pretending to be someone else. There's a bloke in Melbourne who's always pretending to be a policeman and pulling people over road rage style, flashing his badge. Listen, to the, I can't say his name. It's all before the courts. But this bloke, uh, he's often, uh, this is his latest scam. He's uh, chased a woman who's driven through an amber light. An amber light? Can you imagine such a thing? Oh, my goodness. He's pulled her over and, uh, yeah, given her what for. A lot of language I can't read out. Uh, You know, pretend to be a cop. You know, so just meeting out his own vigilante style. What's he doing? He showed up, showing her a packet of twisties. I'm a policeman. This is my badge. He's aggressively abused and intimidated and berated her and then driven away. Oh, uh, he told uh, the court he was an off-duty policeman who had been on a stakeout looking for someone with a gun when he <laughs> saw this woman drive through a set of amber lights. Oh, you'd want to do that. Uh, forget <laughs> forget the gunplay. That's a, that's an offence right there. Absolutely right. Got to catch that woman. Who knows what she'll do next? That's right. Uh, Failed to indicate? It's four, not a world I want to live in. Four prior convictions for impersonating a member of the police force. This is my favourite part in court. Uh, you know, he's claimed... Um, he was asked about his own driving, and mm. he described it as reasonable. I'm one of those people who can actually handle a car. Oh, yeah. No, no. <laughs> so he's giving her one from the box. <laughs> Road's full of them, eh? <laughs> These cowboys. Okay, pretending to be other people now. Uh, obviously, we do it for a living in here, yeah. but I'm talking about real-life imposters. Well, have you ever had to pretend to be someone? Well, I'm forced to uh, to play the part of a, a navigator as if I'm in a rally car every time I get into a taxi these days. Why is that? Because every cab you get into, you say, can I go to, you know, Philip Street just down the road, and they go, sure can. Just grab the street directory for me, <laughs> look it up, uh, tell me how to get there. I'll be asleep. If you could drive me there and then hand me two fitties, that'd be great. That'd be great. I got into a cab this morning, and the, I said, oh, can I go here, please? He went, yeah, hmm. of course you can go there. We start driving, and he's telling me, you know, obviously about how other people can't drive, yes. about how... 
the various right-wing jocks around the world have got it absolutely right. Various stuff about African immigrants. Really eye-opening stuff. Really good stuff. And then he said, "Can you have you looked up where we're going? No. I'm busy writing the wrongs of the society over here. Yeah, and no, no, no. i no, no. time for geography. And he said, you look it up and I'll drive. I said, how about I drive and you look it up? And he just pointed at his taxi licence and went, not unless you have this one. Okay? Now look it up. So you're Be quick about it. Impersonating a cab driver. Well, any a rally driver, anyone who knows how to read a map. I like cartographers. If, if I've taken to because I hate confrontation on the phone. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah. And all you know, how's this? I had this huge row with uh, one of the bosses here oh. at Triple M back in early March. It's not like you. He hasn't spoke. It was about the amount of music we're playing. No, it's not like you again. He has not spoken to me since March. No, not heard from the bloke. Pass him in the corridor. Will not even look at me. Good news. I get a memo from him this week saying, we'd like you to come along to a seminar where we want to canvas your views on how we communicate with each other around oh, the network. Oh, no, good. Yeah, we need a seminar from that. We need a focus group for that. I <laughs> can't even talk to me. So who are you going to impersonate? Well, I find that when I have to have a confrontation about, say, a pizza that hasn't been delivered or something mm-hmm. like that on the phone, I adopt the persona of Frank Butcher. East End Hardman from TV Enders. Not a bad idea. And in case people don't know who Frank Butcher is, uh, Mike Reed is the actor. He was in the film Snatch. Wasn't he feeding people to pigs in that? Oh, right, yeah, yeah. And he was also in a couple of episodes of Alan Partridge. I think he might have been, or you might be wrong there, but uh, one of those two. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Benny Goodman has written to us from the grave, presumably, to say, could you pass on to Tony that Frank Butcher was on the bill on Tuesday night? He started off quite soft, but it wasn't long before the bellowing started. There we go. Now, we think that may have been his last role. Mm. Died of, I think, heart trouble just a few weeks ago. Mm. And when you listen, we've got his last appearance on EastEnders. This was his last appearance. And you go, you know, if you've got a heart condition, Mm -hmm. to me, this is not the style of acting you want to be doing. Darling, your child is a stranger to you. God help us. All this for some cockeyed revenge about nothing. No, Barry had a kitten all Barry went off into the Scottish mountains wearing a pair of city shoes, like the <laughs> dozy big plum he always was. Janine wasn't there. Oh. And because she said something to you, you've taken it as gospel when you should have known damn better. You have no right to tell me what to do. I have every right. This is my daughter we're talking about, and it's you. And I love you, you balmy old horse. <laughs> there you go. The late Mike Reed. But that is, if you are someone who has trouble with communication, yeah. just go into that character. Where's my pizza, you dozy great plum? <laughs> Get around here in your city shoes right now and hand it over. <laughs> That's a fun way to be somebody else. Not what about bad. you, Mr. Marson? Do you? When I was young, there was an incident um, in the public toilets with me where um, <laughs> yeah, right. I had to go into a cubicle. Yes. And an older kid kicked the cubicle open. Oh, and so that yeah, really yeah. that really frightened that's me. That's hilarious, that one. But when you're five years old, that's a big deal. Yeah. It's very, very scary, mm. um, especially when it's a bigger kid. Yeah. Um, so I couldn't go into the boys' toilets for a long, long time. Right, right, right. And because I had long blonde locks, mm. um, <laughs> I would go with my sister, and I used to impersonate, I used to have to be a girl to go into the girls' toilets for a couple okay. of years. We shouldn't be laughing. We really shouldn't. <laughs> but, but I was always mistaken for a girl when I was young. I, uh, guess, I, I guess I was pretty. Yeah, sure. Bows in your hair. I guess I had thick blonde hair. Trike with a basket on it. (laughs) 
That is true. I had to go into the girls' toilets with my sister. Okay, hey, just hey, put my little pony down, at, at what, Richard. At what, uh, how, what? So the, on your 21st, was that the first time you went into a cubicle, a men's cubicle again? On oh, my 21st? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a great night. <laughs> <laughs> it's a rite of passage. <laughs> but that is true, yeah, for 18 months. Okay, I'm wow. pretending to be a Cockney strongman. Mm. Ed's pretending to be a cab driver. Richard's pretending to be a man. <laughs> Call us up. Tell us who you've pretended to be in real life. one 800 No. Oh, what was that number? giving out the one eight hundred number. That's the old time one. Man alive! Yeah, is that a flashback? Yeah, I'm yeah. pretending to be an announcer from a different show. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's fun. Dive in the ball, listeners. One triple three five three. Call us now. That's the one. This time in excess around the nation on Triple M's. Get this. And today we're looking for imposters. Who have we got on the line, Ed? Mm, good day, Dave. Hey, Ed. How you going? Excellent. Who have you impersonated? Well, I used to work in a clothing store, and because I, uh, I knew nothing about clothes, I used to pretend that I was Canadian, and I just moved into the country two months ago. Oh, and did, were, were you supposing that in Canada they didn't have clothes, Dave, or...? No, I see, yeah. There's obviously a lot of swearing in that call. He's being very heavily censored. <laughs> it's, maybe it's Canadian speak. Now, Dave, can you say that once more? Uh, well, everyone always buys from the new guy because, you know... Just moved to a new country, and all I can work in is practice. Oh, okay. That's nice. Yeah, we're only hearing every third word, but as I understand it, people always buy from the new guy. I think it's something along the buy from new guy, carry a moose, play ice hockey, (laughs) maple syrup. That's all I was getting, Dave, but thank you for that. He's calling us from Aurora Borealis. (laughs) (laughs) It's a big demographic, mate. Nice to talk to you. G'day, Daniel. How are you? Good, thanks. How are you going? Whoa, I'm excellent. Uh, Who did you impersonate? I um, I was out at uh, a prominent nightclub in Brisbane a couple of weeks back, and... um, I've got a friend um, who is gay, and he was having a lot of trouble being pursued by another gay man, so he gave me his signal for help get me out of here, and I had to impo- um, impersonate being a gay man. Oh, it's been together ever since. <laughs> Lovely story. No, uh, no funny stuff, just uh, the whole persona and voice, that's all. Oh, I'm sure it was understated, Daniel. I'm sure it was very, very subtle. <laughs> see, that is the basis for a Curb Your Enthusiasm or a Seinfeld episode right it's there. not bad. You're not wrong. <laughs> Write that down. That's well, a beauty. But good on you, Daniel, going yeah. to save your mate from unwanted advances. And uh, hello to anyone else there that does that to me. Uh, <laughs> mate, I'll just bang on Mr. Humphreys. That'll sort it out She'll right away. She'll be right. <laughs> I think Rob Schneider's taking that idea for a movie. Uh, Hello. Hello, Mandy. How are you? Hi, guys. Uh, what, who'd you impersonate? I borrowed my sister's passport and came over to Australia on a four-day four holiday when I was 17. Jeez. Jeez. Oh, are you twins at all? No, no. No, she's a lot older and a lot shorter than me. Right, and so they just didn't want to say anything about the photo for fear of insulting you? <laughs> <laughs> No, but oh god, I was so nervous going through customs. Wow. Mandy, why didn't you just get your own passport? I had to. I met a guy who was oh, touring oh, with a band. Oh yeah, in New Zealand. Oh. It was all very exciting. Now, yeah. which uh, can you say which band it was? It was when Devo went through New Zealand. <laughs> oh, Devo! <laughs> well, Hello. Did the calculator work really win you over? <laughs> oh well. Sorry? Did you wake again? up in the morning with one of those red hats just <laughs> jauntily tilted on the corner of the bed head? Oh, no, it wasn't one of the guys in the band. It was one of the guys that was working oh. for the band. He was a lot more attractive than the actual band <laughs> Oh, Hats on or hats off? Uh, <laughs> wow. Mandy, you, uh... Well, <laughs> that's great, so... It was. It was really, it was really exciting because my sister's t- really tiny and mm. I'm very tall and... Mm. 
going through customs, my heart was just pounding. I was just petrified I was going to get caught, but I didn't. It was great fun. Well, it's a great tip for any potential terrorists out there. <laughs> Obviously. Hook up with Devo. Uh, <laughs> they do seem to come in via New Zealand, I've noticed. that the way it goes? It's because in New Zealand they're only concerned with fruit. That's so true. <laughs> Try to get a strawberry in. Get the full cavity search. Uh, thank you, Mandy. Harry, how are you? How's it going, mate? Mate, excellent. Uh, who did you pretend to be? Uh, when me and the boys used to go out, I uh, used to pretend to be like an African-American gridiron teacher to pick up the ladies. And oh. uh, tell me, Harry, how did that go? Well, um, it used to go something like, Hi, I'm, I'm actually here from the States. I'm teaching kids how to play gridiron at your local uh, high school. Uh, so, um, you know, you like that shit? Yeah. yeah that's, that's great. That's I love how there's no... The very good Vin Diesel as well. And I love how there's not a second line. If they don't <laughs> if they don't bite at I teach gridiron, then you're pretty much stuffed, which I like. No, Harry. no. And, it... then I, and then I take the top off and start pulling out the guns and shit, huh? Yeah, man. <laughs> wow. Keep it street, Harry. And I love a play is not enough. I'll have to be the guy who teaches no, the play. And kiddies at that. Well done. Good on you, Harry. For All the right. kids, you know. No, I know. Kids. It is for the kids, I know. You're a selfless man. Guns for kids. That's you, Harry. All right, thank you, everyone. Lovely to talk to you. What a fantastic selection of fakes and imposters. Harry. Well done, all. Uh, <laughs> well done, Harry. We'll great. be back in the next hour. Hey, I've got guns and a bad accent. What can I do here? What can I do? I know. <laughs> pretend to teach the kids gridiron. Let's throw that idea at someone uh, who used to sit at this very desk and do a show on this very station, Robin Butler. Get this. Call of Australia are copping it, and they just keep going. And that's all. I've got nothing to say anymore. Brought to you by Nissan Navara. Huge pulling power. Do what I want because I can. If I don't, because I want to. Clean up your act, everybody. Be ignored by the stiff and the board because I'm gonna. Yes, there's ladies present. I'm not talking about our panel operator. Robin Butler <laughs> is here for the second hour of Get This Around the Nation on Triple M, courtesy of the Nissan Navara. Welcome back, Robin. Thank you so much. I'm delighted to be here. And the great thing about you coming in, apart from you just being here, mm. is it gives us a chance to type your name into mm. the Triple M computer and see what comes up. Oh, really? Things that you did three or four years ago, still floating about here. Yeah. We might bring it back. Uh, no, no nasty internet videos I need oh, to yes, be aware plenty of. plenty of that. Yeah. All sorts of stuff. Mm. All going up on the website. Yes. You know, how many months have we been sizzling the show you've been working on, The Librarian? About 27, is it now? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. We're over yeah. it, frankly. Yeah. yeah, it's been and gone as far as you're concerned. <laughs> so five minutes ago. Yeah. But it looks like they're finally going to put it to air on the ABC. You're holding a little bookmark in your hand. It must mean something. A complimentary bookmark. <laughs> Whose idea was that? <laughs> Somebody in publicity or marketing <laughs> or graphics. It's funny. The first thing that comes to mind, of course, is a book. So we get lots of book merchandise. No, yeah. we don't. We get a bookmark. Fantastic. Mm. Do Brilliant. Other, does Kerry O'Brien have a bookmark? No, no. He does not. No. He does not. Okay. Yeah. And this is going to follow uh, Summer Heights High. Yes, it is. How many weeks has that got to go? Do you know? Three. Is that on tonight? Yeah, uh, tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Wednesday. One of those. One of yes. those. Yes, three more weeks, then we're on. Fantastic. Great stuff. Right after the chaser. Mm. <laughs> Don't change that dial. Right. Okay. We're going to talk about that and we're going to... Um, uh, we're going to subject you to the musical stylings of the Prime Minister. Do you think you can handle that? <laughs> and what about your going? kids? Have you still got them or have you given them away? Uh, have I got two or three? 
Last time I think I had two. I think I've still got everybody accounted for. Yep. I think people had uh, text message and voted one out last time we spoke <laughs> to you. That's right. No, it is down to one then. Yeah, I was confused. Nice, no, I've yeah. got the one. Well, She's lovely. We're going to suggest ways that you can distract them. <laughs> okay. You know, because I'm assuming as a parent you constantly need uh, distractions for the kitty so that you can get about your business. Is that <laughs> how it works? Right. Well done, Tone. <laughs> I've nutted out this parenting Very caper. well done. I've got a good one that I just heard about, in fact. I go. get all my parenting tips from Britney Spears. <laughs> we'll prove it in this hour of Get This. The hard way, this thirsty merc. I think there might have been a uh, an acoustic version of that on Rockwiz the other night. Did you ever see the Rockwiz, Richard Marsh? Sensational. I didn't see that uh, acoustic version, though. That's a top old view, the yeah, Rockwiz. No, great. On the uh, Sunday night, here's someone who I don't think has been on it, but surely as part of her publicity trail, she'll be belting out a song somewhere. It's Robin Butler. Hello, Robin. Thank you very much. Even if it's karaoke in my bathroom, <laughs> I will do it. As we mentioned, The Librarians has finally uh, been given a screening date. That'd be the 31st of October, still three weeks out, but we're mm. masters of forward sizzle here at Get This. <laughs> Certainly what kind of promotional opportunities are being thrown at you for this show? There's lots happening. I, of course, it would stand to reason I am going on the first Tuesday Book Club. No, oh, there On there the ABC, there it is. where I'll talk literary criticism Have with read, my learned fellows. Hopefully you read uh, The Kite Runner and The Life of Pi and you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> the only two books in the world. Are there crib notes for that? <laughs> for either of those? Can I get them? Somebody fax them to me. What other stuff? Surely it, it takes two or The Singing Bee. Surely you could do something Are like that. Are you for Tony? Yeah. Uh, hooking up for the singing bee at all? Are we for Tony? The singing bee is... You don't know anything. You've been so heads Robin, down filing up this show. I really have been... I've been cutting out the bookmarks by hand. Oh, fair enough. 9,000 of them. We got a copy of it yesterday. I'm the only one who's seen it. I saw episode one last night. It's a top view. Thanks, Tony. It's so, uh, you know, it's got that feel of people who know what they're doing making a show. And, mm. you know, you don't see that every no, time like out that. of the no, blocks. No, yeah, no, no, I don't like that. No, you don't like no, that. Not... You like sort of rough around the edges. Yeah, I do, actually. I yeah. like you kind of... The singing bee, that's what I like. The there, I've said, there, I've said it. I gather it's people singing and they get voted out. <laughs> and then stung by bees. <laughs> that's right. So you can... It's in an apiary. <laughs> you can tell what it is from the name, as with the librarians. Yes. It is about librarians. You know what? It, it is when you're talking about the publicity campaign. What is weird about the publicity campaign is that it's not just the last time I worked. It was uh, you know you do what's what's in your basket in the Daily Telly. Remember when you went around the shopping basket and you oh, yeah. twining's tea so well, much when I need more. that lift. You know you have those sort of things. Now it's Facebook. All the characters have Facebooks and MySpace pages. I don't even know what that is. Really? No, seriously, yeah. I had no idea what that is. My daughter knows. I don't know. We're having viral campaigns, just, which is a good thing, apparently. Not, not like in my day. She can get inoculation, I think, <laughs> exactly. to stop that now. There's YouTube things. There's so much to do. And you say Facebook pages for all the characters. Well, yes. there are so many characters to choose from. Fine cast yourself, Roz Hammond, Bob Franklin, yes. etc. Josh Lawson's in Ooh, there. Yeah. But then way down the credits is the co-writer, co-producer and director of the show, your husband, Wayne Hope. Who wrote the scene where he's in the shower? Wayne Hope. Wow. Actually, I just turned the camera on at home. Oh, it's, yeah. It's a pretty fruity scene in a shower. <laughs> Let's just say it's Wayne and he's unaccompanied. Let's just say oh, that. Oh, really? It's pretty French. Oh. I'm going, what was the direction in that scene? That's all I'm, I mean, isn't he the director? He, yeah, he was the director, except we... So he was waiting for someone to call cut. And, and boy, he waited a long time. <laughs> I'm already clean. Yeah. It's really clean. It's not going to get any cleaner. And I'm assuming, I mean... You know, it is slightly fruity, but yes. having seen what Chris Lilly's busting out, it seems there is no language limitation in that time slot. Is this something you've had to keep an eye on? Uh, I think 
we, I think we spend our pennies wisely. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing gratuitous. I don't want to suggest that. No, no. I think I think there might only be one in the whole. There's no. one. One f bomb the whole one series. One f bomb the whole series. Get off the ABC. <laughs> I know. We've let them down. I'm Gardening sorry. Australia's got like six to eight yeah, every I know. episode. Peter, now. Peter Cundall. Oh, when they're effing wow. blooming, he's into it. <laughs> <laughs> I searched his name. Did you see that, Peter? Peter Cundall. I sat next to him. <laughs> I lined up. Oh, it's part of the gallery. You got it. You got, you got it quite quickly. <laughs> Do you know why? Because at the 75 years celebration of the ABC, we had to go to the tent to meet your favourite ABC personalities. Yeah, yeah. You know how our show's in three weeks? Yes. This was in August. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and we had to line up between Peter Cundall and Kerry O'Brien. Gee, their lines were long. I can imagine. I can imagine. <laughs> but God bless the ABC viewers. They came along and met us anyway. Who are you? Who are you? What are you doing? We'll be on 9.30 after the chaser. Oh, I don't watch the chaser. No, no, I don't, oh, I don't watch the chaser. Can you sign my windsheeter, please? <laughs> and what does Kerry Can O'Brien you sign my thermos? What does Kerry O'Brien do when you get to the front of the queue? Does he ask a penetrating question? Signs your boobs. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's move. That's all he'll do. Can I? No, no. Yep. That, this is what I do. Let's leave the ABC and take a dive into the real world next. I'll get this. Oh, thank you. ACDC, more yeah. of that. Please, music department, you shook me all afternoon long. Robin Butler is here with us. And like I say, Robin, we've been getting into the files to see what you were talking about on your show about three years ago. Mm. Was there an election campaign when you started Tough Love? Is that right? Was That's that- right. Wasn't this same one that hadn't been announced, was it? <laughs> Quite possibly. Mm. How's that? That's taken an argument. You haven't been reading the papers, but uh, the latest angle is is uh, Kevin Rudd too rich to be our Prime so Minister. Too rich. Oh. Because they're all wearing barrels over in the Liberal Party, right. if you've seen That's them. That's right. <laughs> that Malcolm Turnbull, he's positively undernourished, isn't he? Moths flying out of his pockets. <laughs> <laughs> but, and then, though, I love the, the Herald Sun in Melbourne ran this shot of John Howard walking out of a milk bar in shorts in order to demonstrate that he was in touch with the ordinary person. That seven blokes with walkie talkies hiding behind <laughs> the Bay Marie. <laughs> but uh, I do love summer, but I, I I don't like to see John Howard get get into the shorts, no, out of the tracksuit. No, stay in the tracky. But listen, this is you probably don't even remember this. This is something you wrote. I think it's mostly Alan Bro talking, but I think this is your work. And this is from the last election campaign. But I don't know. It feels pretty two thousand and seven to me. So I hear changes are happening to Medicare. There's no doubt that Medicare is a vitally important part of our election run-up. I mean, healthcare system. That's why we keep finding reasons to say Medicare. But are you taking anything away? No, we've already taken everything away. It's still the dismantled piece of crap that it was 12 months ago. But we've worked out you won't vote for us if you think we've buggered it. So that's why we're flogging old stuff in these ads. Like what? Like free public treatment in a public hospital. Even though that's what your taxes pay for, stupid, so of course it should be free, we're selling it to you like we've done something great. What about the pneumococcal vaccine? Are you going to fund that? Oh, look over there. It's a pregnant woman with her family. And she's Asian. See, we even care about them. Mmm, sounds good. So what has changed? Well, we've spent lots and lots of money on this ad for a start. Do you think these things write themselves? It took ages. Plus, we had to put all the dopey families together. Have you ever tried working with kids? It's a nightmare. I'd like to know more of the detail. We know you're basically pretty thick. 
And if I talk in a caring but authoritative voice while some soothing guitar music plays, you don't really want detail. I can pretty much say anything and you'll believe it. I'm wearing a bra. See? Oh, and look out for some dumbass booklet that you can throw straight in the recycling bin. Authorised by A Bastard Camera. <laughs> well, there you go. Those dumbass booklets. I'm, I'm feeling some coming on. That is quite relevant, isn't it? There you go, Robin. We'll get, we can burn yeah. you a copy of that if you want. I wouldn't mind. Thank you very much. Play it for the kids. Beautiful. Hey, your kids. Mm. We have. We're going to help out. I know none of us. Uh, well, aside from our producer, mm. the grown-up in the room. The rest <laughs> of us don't have any kids, but that won't stop us from telling you how you should be uh, organising your own. Oh, I like this segment. Parenting tips next. I'll get this. That'd be Eddie Vedder, hard son from the soundtrack to Into the Wild. Here, get this on Triple M. Robin Butler, former stakeholder here at the station, is back on board and uh, she's been making a fine new comedy series called The Librarians. Starts at the end of the month on your ABC. Mm. Now, also has kids and, you know, when you're making a TV show, I'm guessing you have to distract them a bit. We thought about making a show about a lot of different things, maybe set in a bank, the bankers, yeah, the right. accountants. They don't have a children's area. Yeah, right, that right, was hard. right. Oh, so okay. we had to find somewhere that had a children's area. The children's library seemed perfect. Dump the kids there, make a show around it. Because so, I saw the first step last night. There are a lot of scenes with the children's area. Mm. Just, that's just a crash for your kids. Exactly. Within the shot. See how I <laughs> feel it. That's, that's a really yes. good idea, Robin. Yeah, it's very, very clever. <laughs> and they're extras as well, that means. Hope you didn't that's pay right. them. That's right. Let's not say anything on air. Fair enough. But the tax department doesn't have to know about. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Now, see, these days there's plenty of things to keep the kiddies uh, occupied. There's the TV, obviously. Oh, there's yeah. the video. Mm. Oh, Do you yeah. ever use the VHS babysitter, as it were? Well, I think you're living in 1984. Mm, I think you might yeah. find it's the DVD. Not rounded our place. <laughs> Still on Betamax and many reel to reel. Yeah. Uh, the DVD player, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I've had a, I've had a weird thing. Wayne, husband, has been in uh, Sydney for nine weeks mm-hmm. uh, working up there and so I've been working full time and had the children by myself. Yeah, I don't yeah. recommend it. No. no. I don't recommend it at all. And he's just has he been calling up and just bellowing down the phone some of the harsher advice? <laughs> he's been he's had the misfortune <laughs> to ring sometimes at about five thirty in the afternoon after I've had a whole day and I just say you've got a nerve ringing me. <laughs> Don't speak to me. I'll ring you when I'm ready. <laughs> well, <laughs> I wish that wasn't true, now, but it is. I'm sure it is true. But when uh, you need to get a bit of time to yourself, what are safe? practical ways to distract the kiddies. Well, this is true. I was actually just telling a girlfriend about this period where my yep. husband's been away and I just said, after, in the morning, I just had to, for a while, after I'd attended to breakfast and lunches and all of that, I just mm. had to shut the office door and say, give me half an hour and I'll, I'll ignore the banging on the door, just shutting the door. Mm. This friend of mine told me a story of another friend of hers who actually used to put butter on the doorknobs. <laughs> butter on the kids' butter to lick. of the kids' bedroom. No, no, no. So they were so slippery they couldn't oh open the door goodness. of their bedroom. Write that one down. Yeah, Ten cool. amount to tying up, I reckon. Yeah, it's close. <laughs> Pretty much <laughs> imprisonment. But it's also like if your kids can't work out to like wipe the handle down, yeah. then maybe they don't deserve to come out. <laughs> it's survival. Fair enough, Ed. It's you survival make it, of the yeah, fittest. You I like know? your Lord of the Flies kind of thinking. Matt Dow, who makes all our sketches, often does that one to keep us out of there with, uh, <laughs> no, I'm not doing another Peter Costello interview. <laughs> <laughs> Try that doorknob. Hours. Well, Hours. Now, I don't have any children uh, that I know about. No. As you all 
attest to. Can attest to in court, I hope. Uh, anyway, but when I was growing up, my sister was a lot older than me. All my brothers mm-hmm. and sisters were older than me, so she had to look after me. And I wasn't one to uh, help out around the house, as you know, as mm. you might guess, Robin, mm-hmm. by my appearance. Uh, anyway, so what my sister used to do, she, I loved to pick up sticks. I just thought it was brilliant. Pick up I, I mean, imagine, you know, trying to find a yellow stick. It's incredible. It's a great game. But it's it, a great the game. pile got bigger and bigger as she got older and older and wanted to have boyfriends and a life of her own. It got to the point where she'd be like, all right, pick up sticks. And she'd pour out this bucket and I'd get through all the sticks and after a while I'd be like... Well, some of these are just dog hair, and that's a spoon. This isn't a stick. What, what kind of game is this? this Pick is, up stuff. This is a. This is the. You know, this is crust from bread. But you see, in those days, it was, it. it was so easy to distract. Like I was just left with uh, not even a video game, uh, what was called a Richard Scarry book. Would you know what that oh, is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hardcover books pre Where's Wally, mm. where you'd have to spend hours finding a character called Lowly Worm. Yeah, that's right. With a little hat on, a little German hat on. Hat, boot. That's it. In between all worm. And you could spend hours just trying to find him in the background and it'd be six hours. Who knows what they were doing? A couple of weeks ago on, on school holidays, I thought, I need one of those Richard Scarry yeah, right. So I went and bought a Where's Wally book. Oh, fantastic. Did it work? And yeah, then they, they just get on, on the internet and find out where he is every time. There he is. <laughs> He's in mint. Mr. Marson, distracting children. Something that my grandmother, my nana used to do to me uh, that I've passed on to my nephews, and that is when kids work out the concept of time or speed and being really quick at stuff. Yep. So my nana used to say, run around the block, I'll time you. And you oh. think, oh, great. And then you try and beat that time. So clearly it was just a way to get us out of the house for uh, six uh, or seven minutes. Uh, there was a three-week period there where the police got involved as well. <laughs> yeah. get busted out of a basement. But... Um, where you'd run around the block and then you'd try and beat that time yeah. next, you know, and, and, and so I'd do it with my nephews now. And then she'd but add the cycling and the whitewater rafting wing to that. <laughs> the leg. Gone for a week. Yeah, I t- just realised that they did that to me as well. Yeah, time oh. Yeah, go, to, go down the shops and pick up some bread, I'll time you. Wash the dishes, I'll time you. Well, hang on, then what, well, cause mine was, see how many laps you can swim. <laughs> yes. That was the other one. 86, yeah, keep going. You don't look tired. <laughs> Change the tyre on the car, I'll time you. <laughs> Practical suggestions. Paint the house. Ways to distract the kiddies, call us up with them. We will accept anything. One triple three five three. Get this. They're the opposite of inspiring. They're cheap, nasty, and way below the belt. Brought to you by Nissan Navara. Huge pulling power. Oh yes. Just letting the ad breaks finish in all states. Just talk amongst yourselves. I think there's still one going. Uh, yeah. yeah. Rhubarb, rhubarb. Yeah, that's brain snapping bargains. Very good. Yeah. Well I done, am, Brisbane. I am thinking ah. white, about white goods. I'm never not thinking about white goods here at Triple M around the nation. Sometimes I'm thinking about the Nissan Navara with its oh, huge yeah, pulling cool, power. Blimey. And occasionally we're thinking about Robin Butler. Oh, that's nice. Who used to be on the uh, on the M's. <laughs> no, not in a creepy way, Robin. No, no, no I, didn't like... think, I didn't take it in a creepy way. And actually, I don't mind in a creepy way. Done. Well, it was a creepy way yeah. then. There we go. <laughs> Cars on the table. She's got kids. She's looking for ways to distract them so that she can um, get it on with her husband. Who have what? we got on the line? G'day, Helen. How are you? <laughs> Hi, I'm fine, thanks. How are uh, you doing? Oh, I'm excellent. How do you distract the kids? Well, it wasn't my idea, um, mm-hmm. but my mother told me when she was very little, her mother used to um, put honey on her fingers mm-hmm. and then hand her a feather. Right. And she'd sit there for hours <laughs> just trying to take the feather from one hand. Oh, buggy and Nintendo <laughs> when you've got this fantastic technique. So <laughs> it's a problem that's been going on for a long time. <laughs> And how long would the kitties be distracted by the feather honey trick? Well, Mum said she... Um, Still stuck mother, there? <laughs> no, she's 88 now, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> but um, she said her mother told her that she used to be able to keep her occupied that way for a minimum of an hour. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, sp- to- I suppose if by the time it took to lick the honey off. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think she had the wherewithal or the knowledge at that stage to do that. <laughs> she yeah. just was content Ooh. to try and... Just play. Yeah, play. I think that was uh, superseded by the gotcha nose technique oh, yes. years <laughs> later. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't know whether that's going to work with the youth of today. Yeah, it's well worth it. Nice suggestion, though. You can uh, put some honey in an iPod. You know what I mean? Honey on each finger and an iPod in the middle. <laughs> Let them play. Sorry, kids, that's all the uh, stuff I know about your generation. <laughs> Hello, Xander, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Hi, guys. How do you distract the kitties? Uh, you play dead fish. How does that work? Uh, you get them to lie on the ground and act like dead fish, and the first one to move loses. Oh, wow. nice. I think I've seen that on Today Tonight. <laughs> Keeps them distracted for hours. Does it? How long? How long do you reckon? Seriously? Oh, several hours. Wow. You can just play over and over. And then you can join in too and just fall asleep on the ground and they think you're really good at the game. That's the bit I like. Dead fish, feathers and honey. I think we can go way more distracting. Thank you, Xander. Who's next? G'day, Dave. How are you? Dave, what's it? Yeah, Dave. How are you, bro? Yeah, good. Um, my mates, folks used to, when they want to do a bit of bed wrestling, they throw a handful of honeys into the woody. <laughs> Is that the sentence of the year? When they wanted to do a bit of bed wrestling, they threw a handful of lollies in the wood heap. It's bizarre foreplay. Uh, and, and it sounds like a metaphor anyway, doesn't yeah. it? I love when I put the lollies in the wood heap. I've got a snake in yeah. Okay, and wow. that worked, did it? Oh, yeah. Well, he's got to eat the brothers and sisters. So that worked. Yeah. Big wood heap, big pile of lollies. Yeah. Oh, blimey. All right. Thank you very much, she sir. These wood heaps are rocking. That's you know? Dave from Ballarat. That's how they do things in Ballarat. Who's next? G'day, Angela. How are you? Hi. Good, thanks. How are you? Excellent. How do you distract the kiddies? Um, well, I'm a teacher, and I've oh. always got little people coming up with um, imagined injuries, like, oh, I scraped my finger on the middle staple in the book, oh, yeah, and you sort of look at it, there's no skin broken. You think, yeah. oh, gosh, they're going to be whinging for ages. So you say, oh, look, go run it under the tap and it'll be fine. Mm. And so they run under the tap. They come back, they're quite happy, and they get up at their work. And if they still don't, the next thing is a Band-Aid. Oh, is that mm. right? But with yeah. water restrictions... I can imagine you're <laughs> yeah. But Angela, now that with water restrictions, I mean, what are they going to have to do? Just... Oh, I suppose they'll have to dip it in their drink bottle, won't they? That's yeah. lovely. That's a lovely thought. <laughs> or just run it under the air blower, perhaps. <laughs> that a yeah. crack. Maybe we can coordinate the honey and the feather this and is the, good. yeah, this back is good. on the but hands. They go away, they're distracted, they're doing something, yeah. and then when they come back, they're not looking for you, they're looking for their work. That's brilliant. <laughs> These are great ideas, and there is a queue of them ready to go. Uh, sadly, we've got to go to some music here. Write down those names, Cecilia, we're going to call these people back. These are fantastic ideas, but uh, we've got to hear from the Prime Minister. <laughs> I'm wow. afraid we do. Don't turn off. No, don't like leave, that. Robert. Oh, it's going to be worth it. Here, get this. That's the brule here. And get this around the nation on Triple M. Robin Butler is here. We're trying to impress her. It's pretty sad, really. It's working. Yeah. Very impressed. Well, maybe Richard Marsden can impress you because, you know, the Prime Minister, we haven't had him in on the show for a long time. No. Uh, occasionally we'll chop up interviews with the Prime Minister and make it sound like we've talked to him. Yeah. But it's been a while since we had the real Prime Minister in the Prime studio Prime. with us. 
Richard, didn't you get an exclusive interview with him late last week? Robin, I buttonhole the best. I get them all. Yeah, congratulations. Wow, can we hear that, Rich? I had to sit down with him. All right. Mr Howard. Yes? Do you really think you can push your government across the line? Look, I'm not going to answer that. I know what this is about, Richard. It's one of your little comedy spoofs. You just want to make me look foolish. So you're not... I'm not going to say anything. Nothing? Nothing at all? Well, would you be prepared to sing? Well, sing? Yeah, you could supply your answers uh, in verse. Well, that's not going to make me look like an idiot, is it? No, not at all. In fact, use this guitar if you oh, want. Just, uh, all right, yeah. What was the question again? How do you think the voters see you at this oh, point? Oh, look, I know what they're saying about me, Richard. They think, <gasps> I'm a dud. That's right. And now you're tempted by the promise of this cabin run. Take it away, Tim. Time has fled. I haven't even announced the date. There's a constant battle running through my head. Spats or brogues? I don't know what to oh, do. Sorry, it's got nothing to do with the possibly upcoming election. Because I still believe. Oh, yes, I still believe. After, after all, all the foolish things, things that we've been through, we were paying so damn who knew. I will always be a man who's open to persuasion. Oh, sorry, I went too early. I'll get the backing vocal. No, no, no. I'll get another shot <laughs> So long as no one mentions children You know what Okay, quite well now There's I on fire Ever since I guaranteed that I'd retire How did that sound? I don't know what to do Cos I still believe in incentivation After all the foolish things that we've been through Say that for a long time. <laughs> Overboards for everybody. It's our Alexa promise to you here again. This on Triple M. Hey, baby. Oh, hello. That must mean that Will and Limo are cocked and ready to go. Stick around for that here at Triple M. Get this winding up. Thank you very much, Robin Butler, for sitting in for the whole hour. Oh, thanks so much for having me. The librarians, I hope we're not peaking too early, as no, always. No, no, I think it's okay. Too. With our publicity. All I'm saying is when Summer Heights High finishes in three weeks' time, or two weeks' time. Three. Three weeks' time. Mm. Stick around <laughs> in that time slot. Keep your TV on that channel Good idea. for an entire week and wait for the librarians to start. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody who called up and contributed thanks, Today, uh, are you telling me there's only 30 seconds About to go, 30 Richard? Seconds, yeah. uh, anything else you'd like to plug, uh, Robin? Are any of your kids listening right now? 
I think one's at guitar and one's at kindergarten, so no. Guitar? Hopefully not. Are you saying guitar? Yeah. I think that kid needs to be in here playing along with Ed Cavalli. I think right. that's what we need to... Oh, we can do, we can do a duet. Let's do it. We could, but it's time to go. What's our key phrase today, Richard? Uh, when my mate's parents want to do some bed wrestling, let us throw a handful of lollies into the wood heap. <laughs> Don't we all? Wow. Oh, we'll be back tomorrow with Harry Shearer. Yeah. What a treat. Thank you, Working Dog, uh, for slipping that one through for us. It's all thanks to the Nissan Navarre with its huge pulling power, rugged good looks, China Hutch and Butter Tune. Now it's all out in June. And contributed Thanks, today. Uh, are you telling me there's only 30 seconds About to go, 30 Richard? Seconds, yeah. uh, anything else you'd like to plug, uh, Robin? Are any of your kids listening right now? I think one's at guitar and one's at kindergarten, so no. Guitar? Hopefully not. Are you saying guitar? Yeah. I think that kid needs to be in here playing along with Ed Cavalier. I think All that's right. what we need to oh, we can do. We, can we could do a duet. Let's do it. We could, but it's time to go. What's our key phrase today, Richard? Uh, when my mate's parents want to do some bed wrestling, let us throw a handful of lollies into the wood heap. Don't we all? Wow. Tomorrow with Harry Shearer. Yeah. What a treat. Thank you, Working Dog, uh, for slipping that one through for us. It's all thanks to the Nissan Navarre with its huge pulling power, rugged good looks, China Hutch and Butter Tune. Now it's all out in June.